Hey guys, welcome to the DC Godcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Chad. And in this podcast, we answer your tough questions about the faith. Welcome back to the DC Godcast. We are joined by Father David and our Latin teacher here at DC, Mr. Hyden. Uh We're very excited to have you here, but let's start with prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Dear God, we thank you for everything that you give us in our life, always being there for us and being able just to talk to you. Amen. Thank you. Son, Holy Spirit. So our question for you today is, how and why did church teaching on the Latin Mass change recently? This is a really cool topic because uh, the history uh, behind it is 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 quite extensive uh, since the beginning of the church. The the Latin Mass is uh, is extremely old, but uh, I want to be very clear here. Um, the Latin, when we say Latin Mass in a historical sense, we're referring to not so much that it's in Latin. It's just that it was done in Latin. We're actually talking about a different kind of Mass, uh, a different style of Mass completely, and um, the Latin language was not the thing that made it unique right uh and so father david you want to make that point very clear yes let me let me let me let me jump in here so up until about 1965 when any catholic went to mass it would look very different than it does today right there was a different order of prayers generally the priest was facing ad orientum which in latin means towards the east or not towards the people, but facing with the people towards, you know, like the crucifix. And again, the the mass was just, it was arranged differently. It was a different book that you used, right? And it was always done in Latin. Then in 1962, around there, if you know, the Second Vatican Council called for a revision of the mass, of the liturgy. And so that came out around 1965 or so. And, and that's what we call the Novus Ordo or the, they call it the new mass. But the Novus Ordo Mass is the mass that you hear when you go to any church today. And that doesn't have to be in Latin. That could be in any language. It could be in Latin, could be in Spanish, could be in English. And so, so we call that mass before Vatican II, the Tridentine Mass. We call the mass after Vatican II, the Novus Ordo. Uh, so, David, you yes. call it the High Mass. I've heard it called the High Mass. Before. Ah, sort of. Yes, you could okay. call it a High Mass. Although in the Tridentine Mass, there was both a High Mass and a Low Mass. Oh, okay. And the High Mass would be a little more solemn, more singing. The Low Mass would be very quiet and just kind of like said, you almost wouldn't hear most of the parts. So it's not really the distinction. Okay. So, so the distinction is not High Mass versus, it's, it's a Tridentine Mass, which had a High Mass and a Low Mass, versus uh, the Novus Ordo or the Mass of, you could say, Paul VI, they call it, because he was the Pope when it came out. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, can I can I digress for a second? Yes, please. please. No, it's very cool. So, like in the in the old mass, um, yes. the 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 reason that these uh, benches that you guys sit on are called naves, right? Mm. Naves. Yes. Uh, these, this is Latin for a ship or yes. ships because it's supposed to be a design like an old boat with all yeah. these like all these like rows that you'd sit on, and yes. then in the boat they'd have oars, but like there's no oars in the church. Yeah. But like it's kind of designed, and then the priest would be. Like the pilot, yeah, at the of front the of the ship, right? And so he's facing the same way you're going, and yes. this is why he's right. turned around. And this right. is also why I think you can tell me the old art is mostly up in the front of the church, and it yes. leads your eyes up, yes, into a dome yes. or like a so that it's like you're 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 kind of like leading toward the divine, yes, yes, um, right. which is kind of right. the the entire like purpose architecturally too of how these churches are designed yes. as well, right. 
right? No, that, that would be accurate. And then, I mean, again, it's just a different theological emphasis in the new mass where the priest generally faces the people. It's actually, it's an option to, to say it ad orientum or facing, you know, with the people towards the East or the liturgical East. Um, but uh, it's just a different theological emphasis of we're all centered around the altar, right? Which is where mm -hmm. the action takes place. Um, so uh, when we talk about changes in the teaching on the Latin mass, what we're probably talking about is very recently, Pope Francis came out with a new set of norms on when and how the Tridentine mass, so the old mass mm -hmm. from before Vatican II could be celebrated. And, and he kind of, what he did is he didn't say it couldn't be celebrated anymore. Uh, but he said, you know, basically the bishops get to decide whether or not it's celebrated in their diocese. And again, if if the new mass, the Novus Ordo, was what was called for by the Second Vatican Council, then it is it is the ordinary, you could say, or the 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 normal way for us as Catholics in the Western Rite to worship. Um, the extraordinary form is sometimes what the Tridentine Mass is called. And so it's been allowed for the last several years, but always as a more of an extraordinary or not the ordinary expression of our faith. So so it was a change in kind of the discipline of, of how widely spread this could be and how uh, and really giving it back to the bishops to say the bishops can continue to let this happen or or not if they'd like in their diocese. So Father David, I, I, this might be wrong. I want to, uh -huh. I'm, I'm going to say uh -huh. something I no, read no, and I want you to uh -huh. correct this if it's wrong or you can yes. confirm it. Uh -huh. So um, part of the, the why we had celebrations of that older mass yes. at the same time as the Novus Ordo yes. uh, is because Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict both said kind of, we need to focus on being one church. So we're not going to yes. criticize the people who are going to the, the older form and the yes. newer form. Everybody can kind of do whatever they're they're comfortable with because we need to work on unity of the church. Like that is something yes. that's more important than right. whether or not you're going to this mass or that mass. Yeah. But and and this is something I read, so this is where I want you to correct yes, me yes. wrong. But Pope Francis is saying, well, those the, the people that are used to the old mass are largely gone. Uh, like the percentages of the church are getting just like dwindled because of just time, right? Yeah. And not many people have experienced that old. So it's time to treat the ecumenical councils like rulings as rulings like we and 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 we can be one church now like effectively and kind of phase out the old mass is that yeah, I, I think that's that's a, a possible interpretation i would i would nuance a few things one is um i i think that is probably more of the direction that the pope hopes to go in um but but again i can't put words in his mouth um, but I will say one thing we want to be careful of is saying that unity among the church does not mean a strict uniformity of liturgical expression, right? We see that in the different rites that yeah. we have Eastern Catholics, mm -hmm. Western Catholics. We see it in just the, the diversity of languages and, and different cultural customs that are, you know, sometimes very appropriately involved in the mass. So I think we want to be careful of saying that, like, the extraordinary form, I don't think we would say that the Tridentine Mass is no longer an appropriate expression of faith. Uh, the way it's been worded kind of consistently through the last couple of popes is it's not the ordinary expression of faith for 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 Roman Catholics, mm -hmm. right? The ordinary expression is the Novus Ordo or the New Mass. Um, so, so, Yes, I, I think I think that's kind of what's behind what Pope Francis wants to do is to say like this this shouldn't be the ordinary expression; it should be extraordinary. 
I'm glad we have this clarity because like yeah. this is something that like I, I'm a non-Catholic, but I was very interested in this. Yeah, topic, and I'm very yeah. and and I and I love Latin, so I, I was I was reading up on this. So it's good to hear you know from an expert. Um, yes. the, so so I want to get something straight because I have, I have self-interest in my yes 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 please. Being, my Latin classes are still going to be able to attend the 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 Novus Ordo Mass in Latin with you, right? Like you're going to be able to perform Mass in Latin Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. Okay. And so, so yes, so so the new Mass can be celebrated again in any language. Actually, the original language it was written in is still Latin because that's the official language of the Roman Church, the Western Church, right? It would be Greek for like the Byzantine Church. Um, but but yes, so and then there's there's approved translations of it. So most of us when we go to Mass in English. We're not actually hearing the original. We're hearing an approved English translation, which can be revised and updated based on the Latin text, right? Now, any priest can celebrate according to any approved translation, or they can celebrate the, the Novus Ordo Mass in Latin, which I've done a couple times with some of our Latin students. Right? We have. So we've done this in the past, and it's it's a great experience. So, yes. um, now, and one of the things I want to clarify is sometimes we think Vatican II did away with Latin in the Mass. Right. That was never the intention of the council. As a matter of fact, there's a line straight from the decree on the sacred liturgy, Sacrosanctum Concilium, in the Second Vatican Council that says the use of Latin in the liturgy is to be preserved. Right. And and, and it especially encourages us to do that in the ordinary of the Mass. So some of the things that are said that are the same every time, which would be like the Sanctus or the Holy Holy. Mm -hmm. Right. It encourages especially like people should know how to say that or know one simple musical form of it in latin why because latin is an expression of universality right it's not a language that any one culture or or country speaks anymore but it unites us as a church so so if 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 you're using latin you know it's kind of like you're you're united universally as the roman church but you're also united throughout history because that's been mm -hmm. language. now interestingly enough there's one thing that has never been in latin in our liturgy and it's the curie Right, the Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. Uh, the Kyrie eleison. It's actually Greek, and that's a little nod. Yeah, Christe eleison. Um, it's a little nod to the fact that very early on in the church, um, it was most Christians were Greek speaking, right? And then, uh, kind of when the East and the West separated into their own traditions, uh, the Eastern Church, which was centered in Constantinople, um. It mostly spoke Greek, and the Western Church, which was centered in Rome, right, which were still centered in Rome with the yeah. Pope, uh, spoke primarily Latin, but kept that little Greek as sort of a nod, right, uh, mm -hmm. like a union throughout history with the early Christians. Yeah. And so when we preserve bits of Latin in the liturgy, it's it's being true to our heritage and kind of preserving this link. Like those are the exact same words that so many of the saints would have prayed the mass. So my question is, yeah. why in the first place, why did they change from the Latin mass, like? Like the Tridentine Latin Mass yeah. Why, like, to the Novus Ordo? Whereas were not as many people like speaking Latin at that time? Yes, I, I think that's a big part of it, right? Is is for a while in the church, Latin was the the common, vulgar, not in the, the that sense, but just in the sense of common. It was the common language mm -hmm. for most of the Western church. And that's why the Mass was in Latin. And so I think the Vatican, Second Vatican Council realized that, you know, 
there is there are advantages to, to certainly hearing the readings right mm -hmm. in a language that we can understand and, and and praying in a language that we can understand even if we're still including elements of latin so language ought, ought not be a barrier for faith right so exactly. if, if you're going to understand exactly. theology more in your language and understand what's happening at the mass and the mm -hmm. lessons of the mass yes. and and all of the the very holy things happening that so you're going to understand them more in your language language should not be a barrier yes so many people that went to Latin mass didn't know Latin and they were just there because they like this is what you did. Right. And that's, it's good. It's not helpful for understanding. Does that right, make sense? Right. So I think that like language ought not be the barrier. And when, and that's why earlier you said uh, something that's very true is cool. Uh, the unique thing about Latin I really like, it doesn't evolve because it's yes. not natively spoken. Um, so we go, we always go back and read what's already done. And this is why it can be that rock. Yeah, that foundation right, right, language right. where you're like, if you have to, if you do it, do it in Latin and then expand from there. Yeah. Because it, it is the unchanging one. Now, English changes all the yes. time. If you go back in time, a hundred years, English sounds a lot different, even American English. Yeah. Uh, you can still communicate, but you'll hear idioms, you'll hear weird things. Um, emojis have, have done a, a wonders for language. <laughs> no, languages evolve. Yeah. Latin doesn't. Right. Uh, it doesn't right. evolve. Uh, exactly. The only people that make Latin evolve at all are the Cambridge textbook series people. Yeah. Um, and because they write the they write the textbooks that you're seeing right. your Latin right. in. Right. Yep. And even they are trying to mimic like Cicero and Caesar. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. it's not even changing really. It's like mm -hmm. you know changing to in, be inspired to you know to go back in time. So that makes a lot of sense yeah. uh, to me. Like yeah. to, to say that like Latin is that foundation language. It is the one that yeah. is unchanging. Whereas all of our um, common languages they change all the time, and that's natural. Yeah, we're actually going through right now an updating of all the translations of a lot of the texts for liturgical stuff. So we got a new translation of the Mass several years ago. You probably wouldn't remember it, but every once in a while you'll hear someone who maybe hasn't been in church in a while. You say, the Lord be with you, and they say, and also with you, right? And that was an old translation. And then we updated it to be a little closer to the Latin, which is... And now we say, and with your spirit, right? That's cool. Mm -hmm. spirit to to all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going through that with all the different, so the rite of baptism has been updated, the English translation, but what stays the same? The Latin, right? So, so yeah, so, so I guess the, the, the teaching that's changed or the discipline that's changed is how we're going to approach the extraordinary form of the math. But one thing that's consistent is Latin is kind of our, our heritage and we should, uh, so, so it wasn't a ban on using Latin in the liturgy. It was uh, sort of like reaffirming that the ordinary expression of the mass is the Novus Ordo. Okay. And is there a more beautiful language than Latin anyway? I mean, come on. Oh, no. There is. Rolls off the tongue the way English never will. Poetic. Um, do you think that the church is going to like um, sort of like update the mass even more in the future? Oh, that's a great question. So am I going to say, hallowed be thy name? <laughs> but again, that's an English translation. That's what I'm right? saying. Can we retranslate? Yes. So, so obviously we could retranslate. I think actually there's two things. So I'm going to go on a digression on the Our Father because this one's very interesting. The reason we haven't changed the Our Father, even when we've updated translations of the Missal, mm -hmm. is actually out of just because it's so well known. But also because uh, we have a certain sensitivity towards uh, the fact that it's not just us as Catholics who say the Our Father and pray it that way, but yeah. there's all different Christians. So we would want, if we're going to update the translation of the Our Father, to talk with many different Christians, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, and maybe be on the same page about that. Um, but I think what you're asking is, could we update the Mass itself as in a new change like what happened at the Second Vatican mm -hmm. Council? Yeah. I could see that as possible. 
in the future because liturgy is not um it's not stagnant right and if you look at um the mass before vatican ii it wasn't the same all the way to early christianity right it's gone yeah. through some changes some developments it's never meant to be a hard break but an organic development or growth so i could see it happening liturgy a good way to think about it is something like crystallized prayer right so very often the prayers that are there are sentiments that have been expressed for years and years and years um and then we kind of like at times, yes, it could it could merge, it could develop to be more kind of applicable to the t changing day and age. I don't see it happening in the next 100 or 200 years, though. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Not really. I re I'm glad we I'm glad we talked about this because, um, like, when I think when people hear Latin Mass, they think a very certain thing. Yeah. Um, and I and I really like that nuance because it's it's very important to me at least to continue. Like you said, Latin is the heritage, right? It, yeah, it is that right. rock. So, like, I, I, it's very important to me um, that that continues on. Yes. Um, so, like that, it, it's comforting to know that you know it still has a very, very strong place mm -hmm. in the Catholic world. Amen. And uh, of course, you're going to hear that from us because we love Latin. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, and we hope to have you back soon. Thank you so awesome. much for having us. Great to be with you, Aaron. Listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, email us. Our email address is thedcgodcast at devonchildhighschool.org. For now, I'm Chad Sims. And I'm Allie Tomiko, signing off for the DC Godcast.